ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your host is back. And I am super stoked. I'm hyped because it's been two solid fucking days of everything that is what we love, MLW. Please, without further ado, help me welcome my podcast life partner, my best friend, the man with a beard and a receding hairline that I think is just gorgeous. And I'm saying this now because I can, because he always busts my fucking chops. Uncle Bobby B. Uh, <laughs> thanks, I think. Uh, great to be here back on the MLW Rewind with you, George. Uh, it's been a pretty solid couple days of MLW, and I think we've got a bit to talk about. So we do. without further ado, let's get to it. All right, let's get to it. We'll talk. We'll start off with the, the typical Wednesday. Our, our review of MLW Alpha Fusion. So it starts off with uh, Hammerstone trying to get in the building, but he can't. And it's not like Contra stopping him. It's actual MLW security. Two very, very big gentlemen saying, no, you're not coming in. You're not coming in. And then we get into uh, 5150, the new LAX versus Injustice. And this match was epic. If this is the tag team action that we're going to get and we're going to see on a regular basis, I'm all in. I'm so happy that Slice and Danny got signed. Uh, this match was great. And I love it because they actually stole the win. Big Smoke, clicking or clipping, you know, a sock. Yeah. We find out later what was in the sock, but he hits Jordan Oliver squarely in the face with the sock, knocks him out for the one, two, three. Danny Limelight secures the pin. But that didn't stop because 5150 kept attacking Injustice and the refs after the bell. And yeah, with, with Smoke, with Julius Smoke in their corner, uh, 5150 is poised to be pretty much unstoppable because they play dirty and they're willing to let you know that they play dirty, which is great. And for a tag team like Injustice, if they're going to go toe to toe with 5150, they got to step up the dirty game. Would you not agree? I, I couldn't agree with you more. This was a, a great match, uh, followed by some fantastic storytelling and, and a few beatdowns. Uh, the 5150 just went on an absolute rampage, <clears throat> excuse me. And like you say, if this is what we're, we're, uh, in, is this what, if this is what's in store for us from 5150, the new LAX, uh, I, I think they just put the entire tag team division on notice. I think everybody's got to sit up and take notice of them in MLW and beyond. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And Dr. Julius smokes, you know, didn't play that, and he had that sock, and, uh, you know, that secured the win for them. So all in all, I, I think it was a, a fantastic segment and match that's going to just build how dominant 5150 is poised to be. Absolutely. And, uh, again, Alpha just kicking it off with all kinds of fire. You put a match like that, which easily could have been a main event, but that's how you start the show. We already know that this is going to get better, and we already knew the main event going in. Uh, it's Matt Cross versus Jacob Fatu for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. We knew that was the main event, but this easily could have been the main event. Then we get a promo from uh, a member of Contra, Davari. He's cutting it. I love it because he cut it half in English and half in, uh, I believe it was Arabic or his his language exactly. Uh, I believe from. it was maybe Punjabi. Punjabi could have been Arabic. I'm not really 100%. Uh, but it wait, was Urdu, perhaps? Maybe. It was definitely from that side of the world. But the fact that he cut it half and half, half and that, half in English. And we didn't get to hear the rest of the promo because Hammerstone somehow gets in the building. He attacks Davari. But then as he's attacking Davari, Kruger is attacking him. And then the camera goes dark. It, it just goes it was all over the place. It was insanity backstage. Uh, and I loved it. Uh, I love when it's that out of control 
because it's just building for what we we knew was coming Thursday on Fightland, which we're going to get to in a few minutes. But uh, then we had our first taste of women's action in a very long time in MLW. That's right. We had Ashley Vox versus Willow Nightingale. And you and I early on picked Nightingale to kind of be the face of the division, someone who was going to uh, come out there and establish dominance right away. And she did. Not going to knock Vox at all. She put up a great fight, but no match for Nightingale, who uh, secured the win in a solid seven to eight minute match, which was great because we're going to build from there. It's going to be a little bit longer each time, but solid seven to eights. And um, I loved what I loved about this is the whole time the crowd was chanting. The crowd was behind the ladies and the ovation that these women got when they entered. And when the match finished shows that the MLW faithful are poised and ready for this featherweight division and it's going to be nothing short of pure excitement for sure again couldn't agree with you more the fans were into it the wrestlers were into it it was a great match willow nightingale coming out on top uh i thoroughly enjoyed it i'm looking forward to seeing what else the featherweight division brings and let's remember this is an entire division this is a weight class so featherweights are where they're starting and who knows where they're going to go with the weight classes for, for women. So uh, can't wait to see what else we've got in store from this division in MLW. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we go backstage again, Kruger and hammer still fighting and it was about 10 seconds, but that's all we needed to see. Uh, and it goes to Davey Richards with our favorite backstage correspondent, Alicia Altoot. And he's talking about how him and TJP, they got that history. When always they get together, it's always going to be an epic style match. And then he's interrupted by TJP, who is, I'm loving the fact that he's just talking all kinds of shit in MLW. And it's great. It's great to see TJP kind of percolate that inner heel. I love him as a heel. I love him as a face. I love him in any character aspect. But TJP as a cocky son of a bitch is the best TJP and uh he pretty much insults Davy Richards right to his face who calmly turns to our favorite backstage correspondent and says you should probably leave you don't want to be here for this and as soon as he says that Alicia does a very cool step back maybe one two steps and they just go toe to toe they're just exchanging blows Alicia always caught the crossfire but yet never manages to have a hair out of she place. was like <laughs> like Homer in that in that gif where he's just like backing up into the bush <laughs> just literally like did one of those it was oh. hilarious and and yeah so TJ, TJP cocky TJP like you say love it TJ's he's old enough now he's got enough experience He's got enough confidence in himself and his abilities, what he's capable of, that he can be that cocky guy. And he plays it so well. Young TJP, that might not have flown. Young TJP, I see as more of like a the fan favorite. You know what I mean? But but this TJP is fantastic. So, you know, maybe being a father has uh, put, put a little more heel into him. It's probably For not sure. getting a lot of sleep. But also, you know, the funny thing is when you mentioned young TJP, even when young TJP was young TJP, he was still more of a veteran than most guys in the locker room when he was young tjp he already had like 13 years experience under absolutely so he, he was into it from a young age oh 100 so um yeah just cocky tjp is the is the best kind of tjp then we get again another camera shot kruger and hammer they're still fighting this is about 30 minutes 35 minutes into fusion and they're still fighting but then we get what easily is the promo of the night 5150 backstage limelight boogie smoke very upset that the cameraman just creeped up on him. And you don't creep up on 5150. Don't but creep. when they saw the cameraman, they immediately 
gained everyone's attention by basically telling Caesar Duran, the Booker man, that they want all the smoke. They want all the gold. They're not going to stop. And also at that time, we get we get to see what's inside the sock. And what did you know? I'm going to sound like Dr. Seuss for a minute, but what was inside the sock? A rock. A rock was inside the sock. And Julius Smoke uh, basically showing exactly what he used to uh, clock Jordan Oliver. And at that point, uh, all three men are kind of backing up on the cameraman. And, and the cameraman looks to be retreating a little bit. And then Slice Boogie looks down at the cameraman's shoes and says, those are nice shoes. And Limelight says, yeah, those look to be my size. And then the camera goes dark as 5150 robbed the cameraman blind of his shoes because they want everything in MLW. And they put Cesar Duran on notice that they want a shot at those MLW tag team titles. And if they're going to go up against Los Parks, I'm completely okay with all of that. Again, you're just you're just laying it down here. I, I can't do anything besides agree with you. Um, and, and also, like, they're just there's so much conviction in what what 5150 is saying. Like, they believe every word they're saying. They they're, are they say it with a chip on their shoulder. I think they're just they're pissed off that it's taken them this long to get the major exposure. Now that they have it, they're not going to let it go. And again, these are not guys that have been in the business for more than five years. Yet they play it off like they've been hunting for this for 20. And I love that. If you're going to have that chip on your shoulder right away, I'm all in. And not because Danny Limelight and Stice Boogie are friends, because they've been on the show, but just because they're fucking badass. And they're ruthless and malicious. And they're coming off like they are going to stop at nothing to get the recognition that they deserve. They want all the smoke, all the gold. And uh, this is this is going to turn MLW. I'm telling you, 5150 could fully turn MLW on its head. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, as much as I'm laying it down, you're laying it down. But now we also right after this, we get another great promo. And again, I said 5150's promo was promo of the night. But this promo from Joseph Samael could have easily been promo of the night had 5150 not cut theirs. But Joseph Samael is is Gosa, is is promo gold. There's nothing that this man doesn't say that isn't 100% perfect. And the only line that really mattered to me is that he promises, promises that Hammer will be murdered on national TV. <laughs> so what, uh, I mean, we all know how much you're all in on Joseph Samael. So tell me your thoughts again on another gold promo, but unfortunately not promo of the night. And I'll, I'll fight you tooth and nail on that. 5150 was. It's fine. We don't have to fight on it. Uh, again, Joseph Samael. His promos are always fantastic. I'll say it time and time again. If you're a young wrestler, you're trying to learn about saying things with conviction and making just you just camera like face and camera and making it sound convincing. You watch Joseph Samael. He's an absolutely clutch performer. MLW was lucky to have him. I think any promotion would be lucky to have him as a uh, personality on camera, behind the scenes, anything. You you really he can't like everything that comes out of his mouth is gold. Okay. He's what makes Contra a force to be reckoned with. He's the, the glue that binds them all together. So what can you say other than what I just said? 
You really can't. You absolutely can't. And then we get into our main event of the evening. That's right. Mad Dog Matt Cross versus Jacob to the Samoan Werewolf. Uh, this is a great match back and forth. I'm not going to go into detail about it. If you want to watch it, it's on YouTube on MLW. But uh, Cross had a lot of opportunities to put Fat Two away more than I would have expected. Actually showed a couple kinks in Fat Two's armor, which if Hammer wasn't fighting Kruger backstage, he probably would have caught a monitor or two, paid a little bit of attention. But he was too busy dealing with Kruger. Um, the one part of the match I will talk about is how Kru uh, Cross missed that 450. Fatu sprung up like it was nothing. Literally hit him with a clothesline that turned Cross inside out. And then Fatu hits his uh, his standard moonsault. And it's an easy retain. But what was cool about this at the end of the match, Contra came out uh, with a body, I don't know, body board, if you will, that uh, EMTs use. And a body bag. Mm -hmm. Proceeded to put Cross in a body bag carry him all the way out to the parking lot. And as Joseph Samael, who's pretty much against anything American, opened up his Lexus trunk. Just going to throw that out there. And uh, Toyota. As he op I'm just saying, you can't be anti-American and then rock a Lexus. Why? You can't be anti-American and drive a Japanese car? Is it a Japanese car? Lexus is a brand, uh, is a Toyota brand. I, I, I did not know that. Okay, that's Lexus is the luxury brand, just like Acura is the luxury brand for Honda. And... Okay. Yeah. I, I did not yeah. know that. I thought, I actually thought, I'm sorry, I thought Lexus was in the same family as your Buicks and your Cadillacs. I did nope, not know that Lexus was a Japanese car. Foreign made, son. All right, so we'll have to edit this whole part out because this makes me look stupid. <laughs> no, fuck it. Leave it in, you stupid idiot. <laughs> Whatever. He's still anti-American establishment, okay? Whatever. Yes, I learned is. something today. It is. is what it is. I don't know much about cars other than they need oil and gas, okay? I drive a Dodge Journey. I don't care. Um, anyways, so I had this whole great line cooked up in my head and it just fell flat. Now I'm blushing like a schoolgirl who just, you know, or a well, schoolboy who saw boobs. Then, the then, then I'll, I'll say how, uh, like you said, Matt Cross got, if I may use the industry term, got his shit in and good for him because uh, Matt Cross, great guy, great well, hold worker. On, I got I to gotta finish this part of this before you get into your opinion about that. I got to okay. say that as the trunk opened, Hammer was waiting for Joseph Samael and proceeds to give Samael a few shots before the camera goes off the air. Now you can give your opinions of the match. Okay. Well, I pretty much just did. It was a great match, hard hitting, lots of action, very enjoyable. Um, again, with, with Alpha Fusion, you don't get a ton of matches because of the length of it. So the matches you do get are always going to be quality. There's no like throwaway matches with MLW. You're always getting the good shit. So had no complaints about this. Uh, I think we kind of all expected, though, that Fatu would retain because it would have made for an awkward, uh, you know, pay-per-view, but or uh, not necessarily pay-per-view, but it would have made for an awkward, large event, an awkward fight land if Fatu was not the champion. So... No, and we, we knew going in that Fat Two was going to retain. I I, I knew the Cross was going to get his his chances in. I again, I just didn't think it was going to be as much as he did. And kudos to no. Cross because he definitely showed uh, a kick in the armor to the fans that Jacob Fatu maybe in this two year run starting to run out of gas a little bit. Cross showed Cross, and we're not talking like you know very close two or very close one. We're like talking two and a half, two and three quarters. There was a couple times where it easily could have been a three. And again, Joseph Samuel being in Fatu's corner, he did not get involved as much as he could have. He distracted yeah. Cross here and there, but not enough to really be a difference maker. Fatu might have lost this all on his own. And, and I will say it's, it's a credit to those guys in the ring that knowing full well that Fatu was going to retain, 
there was still a couple times where the count was going and I thought, holy crap, is he actually going to lose this? Like, are we going to get those thoughts flash through my head? And of course he would kick out, but, but the credit to those guys, cause they made it believable, even though I, I knew what was going to happen. A hundred percent. Can't agree. Can't disagree with you. And again, thank you for like, well, this has got to be a streak of four or five weeks in a row for putting me on the spot and embarrassing me. So thanks a lot. Yeah. You're a great co-host and friend. I got Absolutely. my lick in earlier. I got my lick in my earlier. Pleasure. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, Maybe next week I go solo. We'll see what happens. But anyways. Ouch. Yeah. Fuck you. That's right. <laughs> what? Are you going to get in an argument with your wife or something? Oh, you going to go now. solo sleep on the couch? No, I'm going to go solo with the podcast. I've done it before. Oh, I see what you did there. Remember, okay. you're a replacement. You're a replacement for the old guy. I can replace you. That is true. That's that true. is true. I am replaceable. But I won't, I won't replace you because you know what? Even though you embarrass me all the time, you're still, unfortunately, my best friend. What does that say about my choice of people? doesn't say a whole lot. Exactly. Doesn't say a whole lot. Exactly. Anyways, despite you embarrassing me yet again, and I probably am going to edit that segment out and this segment as well. I don't care. I have control over all of it. I'm not going to edit it out. It is what it is. I have creative control. The people are going to say, oh, this fucking guy, he's going to go anti-stat. He didn't know. I honestly, I don't know a lot about cars. I'm not a car guy. So I apologize if I offended anyone that's not a car guy. It was funny. Yeah, but it's the internet, man. People will twist it and be like, George Mackay, not a car guy. Look at this idiot. You know, I just, you got to lay it out there. I'm not a car guy. Basketball, video games, wrestling. Unless it's something that's going to get us canceled, you don't have to edit it. No, I just, yeah, well, who knows? Maybe fucking next thing you know, fucking uh, uh, Toyota starts suing me because I didn't know Lexus was the high-end brand. I didn't. And I was about to fuck you for slander. I was about to fuck it up again and just say Honda, so I caught myself. (laughs) All right. So now, uh, should we talk about the media call we were on, or should we save that for the end and we go right into fight land? How do you want to play this? No, let's let's talk about the media call. We were were, uh, cordially... We were cordially invited by MLW's uh, PR representative, Sean. Shout out to Sean for uh, including us on that invitation to sit in uh, on a media Q&A with owner and CEO of MLW, Mr. Court Bauer. And uh, I don't know about you, George, but I was listening to some of the other individuals that were on the call when their questions were being answered. And I believe there was like Sean Ross Sapp was on that call. Oh yeah, uh, Bruce Pritchard's brother uh, was on that call. Yeah, so it was it was uh, interesting, and and uh, I'll let you get your your shit in here. But I just want to say, I am if I wasn't sold on Court Bauer and MLW before, even though I was, I am even twice as sold on them now. Because just being able to listen to other people pick his brain with certain questions and learn about the way he operates and the way he. Uh, thinks and his philosophy and his wrestling and business philosophy uh that dude has a really good head on his shoulders really good mind for business from what i can understand uh and and uh it's really mlw should not be the best kept secret in pro wrestling anymore like it's more people should be watching mlw because what they're putting out and what they're going to what they're going to continue to put out and introduce as they innovate and take risks calculated risks in this business it's very refreshing to see a company that's willing to do that and an owner that has his uh kind of head to the ground ear to the ground rather and the fact that they're reaching out to people like us and i guess you could call us the internet wrestling journalism community uh they know that podcasts are a key component of spreading the word and it's a grassroots approach that they're taking by including people like us on those calls so uh i'm really impressed with mlw as a company and court bauer as a person and uh, George, please feel free to share your experiences with the class. 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, Core Power is, uh, we've called the mad genius of wrestling for a very long time. And considering, uh, it was cool, like, to hear the stories he talked about Paul Heyman, he talked about how he broke into the business, how he literally was at ECW's last pay-per-view, and he was pandering for a job, not knowing that they were pretty much closing their doors the next day, uh, which was a pretty cool story to hear. Um, uh, love the fact that he... Uh, uh, singled out Alex Kane, basically saying he's going to be a future star. We already knew that. We put our money behind that. And, uh, uh, you know, a little, uh, little planting a little Easter egg there. I mentioned Alex Kane uh, could be coming to MLW Rewind. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that's an exclusive right there, breaking news. Uh, but definitely Suplex Assassin, Suplex Assassin is a great uh, uh, friend of the Straight Talk. And now he's going to become a friend of MLW Rewind. So can't wait to hear what he has to say about all things MLW. Um, yeah, Core Power, again, uh, what his thoughts are on the women's division, thoughts on the future of the women's division, thoughts on EJ and Duca, uh, also thoughts on the uh, next untapped market in wrestling. I put all three of those clips from the media call on the Straight Talk page, so check them out, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff, because we're going to keep bringing as much MLW news as possible. Uh, now, uh, what I love that Corp Bauer said is at the end, he thanked everyone for being on the call. A lot of us didn't weren't able to ask questions, but whoever wasn't able to ask questions on this call they will be able to ask questions on the next call because they're planning to do these monthly or bi-weekly or bi-monthly, however they're planning to do it. But there's going to be a little bit more frequency to these calls. So we'll be able to get to ask questions on the next one. But um, what I love the most is how he thanked everybody. And he said something that uh, Rob and I has kind of got back kind of gone off on and off about off camera. Uh, he appreciates the good, the bad and the ugly. And the one thing that MLW Rewind was for a long time was honest, might've got away from that. But hearing Corp Bauer say that, I'm going to go back to my honest and truthful opinions. No matter how much I may love the product, there is good, bad components to it. And I'm going to start being a little bit more frequent and honest about that because I'm not going to pander all the time. I can't. It's not in me. You have who's, to be honest. Who's pandering? I didn't say you were pandering. Why are you I getting said, who's offended? pandering? I, all I said was, is that sometimes maybe we don't go as honest as we should. And you know, I mean that. There's been times I'm, I'm where I've wanted to say certain things and you being the co-host have said, Maybe not do that that way. Well, I, I, I so think I've, held, a, I've held back. I've held there's back. There's a, a line between being constructively critical and just being kind of unnecessarily critical. No, I wasn't going to be unnecessarily critical. I was just going to be overly honest. And maybe overly honest is the right terms, but not unnecessarily critical. Just overly honest. There overly honest? Have yes, you ever tried that approach in a relationship? I have. I've been married for 19 years. My wife, my wife and I, we it, listen, it's not perfect, but overly honest for me. I've always been honest. I've been Your honest. Wife is a saint, bro. Yes. And I've been honest. I've been honest when it's, it's screwed me out of jobs. I've been honest. I've been overly honest when I state my opinions, but that's who I am. I'd rather lay it all out there than have a George Costanza moment every five minutes. Be like, oh, I should have said that. I'm not going to follow the guy yeah. all the way to New Jersey. Okay. That's my life, bud. Yeah, well, I, I am I, George Costanza. Yeah, I, I can't be. I am sometimes, but not, even though we share the same first name, I can't be all the time. So anyways, he appreciated the fact that we're all honest. We say the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to MLW. And uh, here at Rewind, we're going to kind of go back to that format of just being as honest and as truthful as we possibly can while still walking Rob's line. Okay, there, there, we're settled. Um, but yeah, check out those clips. Shout out to Corp Power. Shout out to Sean for getting us on there. Uh, shout out for the great things to come because now we are kind of in. When it comes to MLW, they know us. They've known us for a long time, but now it's kind of officially that they know us, which is exciting. So uh, couldn't be more happier because when you work that hard and push that hard for something, a lot of emails sent, 
lot of link trees sent, a lot of YouTube clips sent, and they finally gave us an opportunity. And now our foot's in the door. Now we just got to get the rest of ourselves in the door. We grab it with both hands. We do. Yeah. So working my ass off to get those emails out. And it couldn't be prouder for the fact that we were on that call. And it's rightfully due for the great work that both of us put in. One of us a little bit more than others. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you fucking asshole. All right. And now for the last few minutes of this, 10, 15 minutes or so, let's get into Fightland. So Fightland Ooh. was on last night on Vice TV. Uh, if you couldn't get it, um, I don't know what to tell you. It's but. it's You can access it through the Vice TV app. I don't know if it's available in Canada. Uh, I don't believe so. It wasn't, but thankfully I do have uh, I do have the Vice TV app and I, I use the uh, American address, if you will. So I pay for it legally, gotcha. but I, you know, I pay for it legally, but I, it's technically the address of a hotel in Buffalo. So um, someone, someone who isn't me uh, might have used a VPN to watch it um, because, you know, you can't get it in Canada. But uh, I think we also had access to a, uh, a private link. So we were yeah, but, good. But regardless of the fact, we were able to watch it. We were able to watch it live, which was great. And it was a great hour. It started off. Right off the bat, I mean, again, you had to soak so much in so quickly. And it starts off the back with that fatal four-way. Myron Reed going at Tajiri, going at Aramis, going at Aries. And it was a fatal four-way for the MLW Middleweight Championship. And what can you say but literally the best 25 minutes with four of the best middleweights in, uh, well, I mean, you've got legends in Tajiri. You've got up-and-comers in Aries and Aramis, and you've got the reigning defending champion, the young goat, Myron Reed, all in a ring, all facing each other. And the great part about this match was, again, I'm a big fan of sportsmanship, and I love sportsmanship. And what I love is at the beginning how everyone uh, shook Tajiri's hand, paid respect and homage to Tajiri, obviously, ex except uh, <laughs> except our, our good friend uh, Aramis, who went to shake his hand, and or sorry, not Artemis. My apologies, Artemis. Uh, Artemis. Artemis. Yes, went to shake Tajiri's hand, then uh, did not. <laughs> and that's pretty much how the match got started. But it was high flying for 22 minutes. And the only shitty part, the cool part, was that Myron Reed got the green, green stuff spit in his face. But then unfortunately, he caught it good. He caught it very. Really, got the whole thing. Like really, the whole thing. Caught him flush. Isn't he's on point like 70% of the time? He'll get 60 or 70% of who he's spitting at, but he got all a read. He hit. I, I mean, if we're going to be brutally honest, George, mm -hmm. um, there are maybe some people in other promotions who are doing a, a spitting gimmick right now who could take a lesson from Tajiri on how to mm -hmm. spit accurately mm -hmm. so it doesn't look like they're just got a few drops on them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, of black, just saying. <laughs> that's not being pretty honest that's taking shots bro it's taking shots i'm not taking a shot it's it's been more than once now where it's just looked like i don't know like they they got some grease on them or something like right like, like they, they were changing their oil, oil and their, yeah you're right like yeah they, they did from the grandmother you looked at look at myron he was like it looked like somebody went over his face with a roller a few times like it it, it is much more convincing and believable and and but i'm getting sidetracked but, but again myron look, got the but again, look who it's 20, 20, right. 30 plus years actually of this gimmick. So he's going to have accuracy down to right. a key at this point. But unfortunately, so, Myron Reed drops the title uh, and it sucks. His I feel like his second uh, reign uh, was cut a little bit short, but I get it. 
and I understand it. And the cool thing about this now is we get to see where this division goes because Reed is always better when he's hungry and he's looking to regain what he lost. He's great as a champion, but I find him better as somebody who's chasing that title. And who knows, maybe they dropped the title. Maybe he dropped the title because Injustice and 5150 in this tag team division is just going to percolate. So there's got to be, he's got to focus on that. But there's nothing wrong with him taking a step back from the middleweight division for a bit, letting Tajiri run with it. So congrats. We all knew about it anyways. It was spoiled well before Fightland. But congrats to Tajiri for becoming the new middleweight champion. It's well-deserved. And I can't wait to see uh, what his run looks like and who he goes up against. And singles matches with Aramis, with Artemis, with uh, Myron Reed, with anybody else in that division is going to be very, very, very fun to watch. Can't argue with you at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the whole match was just fire for a guy like me who really appreciates that kind of, of wrestling. Uh, it was just great. You had this mix of, of all guys who could do, you know, technical moves, acrobatic stuff. Myron Reed is just a supreme talent. He gets better and better every time I see him. He grows as a wrestler. He's fantastic. It sucked to see him lose the title, but I'm sure he was probably honored in a way to have gotten the green mist. Uh, from a guy like Tajiri, a, a legend. Uh, and I, I I think Injustice will continue primarily as singles wrestlers, but we'll see what happens with, with Myron and this middleweight championship. I suspect he could regain it uh, without too much uh, of a delay. Let's put it that way. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I, I something else I want to point out, going back to just a little bit of the... Uh, the call we had with Court Bauer, um, you know, we're talking about the forbidden door and is MLW kind of getting in on that. Now we know MLW has a working relationship with Dragon Gate. They have one with Rev Pro Wrestling and with CML, I believe CMLL in, uh, in Mexico. And Court was looking around at Fightland and, and had to note that, you know, he had the booker for IWA, which is Savio Vega. He had the booker for All Japan Pro Wrestling, which is Tajiri. And he had the booker for CMLL, which is Conan, all backstage at Fightland. So if you want to talk about the forbidden door, it's been opened. Their MLW is walking through that door. They're going back. They're going out for a smoke. They're coming back. Like, like it's it's open, baby. Let's let's keep keep using it. Absolutely. And I, I believe that they were they were one of the, the first few ones through the door or at least developing those working relationships very early on before the forbidden uh, sorry, excuse me, before the forbidden door became the forbidden door. They already had those working relationships. So you want to put a fancy name behind it called the forbidden door. Cool. But those working relationships were Correct. already there. So that's that's the cool part about it. Um, and yeah, he definitely noted that. And he talked a great, a great length about his time at AAA. Great time about his time at CMML, uh, uh, CMLL, sorry. All those great promotions. He talked about all that. And he talked actually on the media call, just spinning into that, talked about the next untapped market in wrestling being Latin America. And that's great. And he's not wrong, but they have a long storied history in pro wrestling. I believe a market that's untapped with so many wrestling fans is right here in the North where we are, where we represent. And I believe this is a market that should be attacked and have way more eyes on it than it does. And when I do get an opportunity to ask Court Bauer a question, that will be my question. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Hit up Latin America. You want to battle two billionaires. And he talked about that very extensively on the call. You want to battle two billionaires, that's great. But there's one market that all these billionaires are ignoring. And that's right here. If I'm being brutally honest, 
as much as I would love to see more Canadian representation in pro wrestling, I think maybe due to work permit stuff, it's harder for some of our wrestlers to get over to the States and, and whatnot. It's a little more expensive. Maybe it is, it but is, but there, there's no we, harm in coming over here and showing no. us your product. And while you're here, utilizing our talent. Right. But in terms of just purely from a business perspective, um, it's probably a little more financially, financially lucrative to get a TV deal in Mexico where there's a little more of a history uh, with pro wrestling as part of the culture. Whereas here we're, we're hot for pro wrestling, but maybe it's not as lucrative of a mar- market financially. Um, that, that being said, it's still lucrative here. Like especially Toronto, it's a big wrestling town. Every promotion that comes to Toronto sells. I'll tell you right now. And there's other areas in Canada where wrestling is big too. So please stop ignoring us. I know there's logistical issues. I know it's an additional cost and, and, and all that stuff, but we would love to get some MLW in Canada. It's we're dying for it. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about opening up the forbidden door, just walk across the fucking border. <laughs> let us have, yeah. let us enjoy Let us enjoy all the wrestlers that we, we give your, cause our, our, our TV ratings go to your global ratings. So, and we, and we give you all the support in the world. We can give us a little love back. That's all I'm saying. And, and Hey, if you go back and listen to our, our episode where we talked about people we'd like to see, that would probably be a good fit in MLW, whatnot. Uh, some of them have already been signed by MLW. So we know what's up. If you want to know who the good Canadian wrestlers are, who you should bring over, take a look at it. You just slide in the DMS. We got you. We'll, we'll tell you who's hot and who's not. We're waiting. And if you're looking for a Canadian broadcast team, I mean, look no further. Shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless I mean, plug. I'm not doing the voice right now, but I can do the voice. You don't. Okay. That's the ring announcement. Not a problem. It's not the commentator voice. This fucking Jesus. Who's a stupid idiot now? Fucking moron. All right. Anyways. No, it's not. I'm not even letting you respond. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. Anyways. Yes. That's two. I got two shots in today. Usually I don't, but I got two shots in. Yes. Get your shit in. Yes. So anyways, um, yeah, you can check out those clips on the Straight Talk page and also all back through the archives of everything MLW Rewind from the old to the new. And um, yes, now let's go into, uh, well, let's go into the main event. I mean, there's no much more that we need to talk about. The time for talking is officially over. We've talked for two years. We've wondered for two years. We've hoped for two years. We wondered what the fucking payoff would be. And if Court Bauer isn't the king of slow builds, I don't know who is. But we finally got it. We finally got to see the graphic of the tale of the tape. Alex Hammerstone, Jacob Fatu, here we go. And this match was everything we needed. This match was Jacob Fatu at his best, Hammerstone at his best, Six, seven minutes in, Hammerstone did suffer an ankle injury, but he soldiered through. He hulked up. He leveled up. Couldn't hit the nightmare pendulum for obvious reasons. But man, oh man, Rob, go ahead and tell the people to finish because I just want to hear it from somebody else. I want to feel the payoff one more time. Well, first of all, credit to Hammer because it looked like it was, I think it was like a pump kick, bicycle kick kind of thing. He came down on his ankle he's posted pictures of it since and I've seen it and I've torn a ligament in my ankle and it looked pretty much similar to what, what hammer's ankle looked like. It hurts like hell. And the fact that he kept wrestling for seven minutes or however long he went after that is a credit to this dude being just absolutely tough as nails. And, you know, hammer couldn't get him up for the, the nightmare pendulum. 
Fatu looked like he had the match just locked. It looked like he, he you know, he hit the backflip through a table onto Alexander Hammerstone. Hammer is going to be out for the count. One, two and a half. Hammer kicks out. And then I don't even want to call it Hulk up. He hammered up, baby. Head shake. And then it was, you know, kind of a, a Hulk Hogan spot. Went to throw a, you know, a, oh God. Fatu went to throw the punch. Blocked. Punch. Just a couple of those. I'm not doing a great job of telling it because you really need to watch it to feel the whole energy. But in essence, Hammer gets him up in a fireman's carry, slams him down, gets the three count. Your new MLW World Heavyweight Champion and National Openweight Champion, double champion in MLW, Alexander Hammerstone. Congratulations to this guy. He's put in the work. It's been fantastic watching him grow as a wrestler. Uh, and, and I just know that everybody at MLW is, except for uh, Contra Unit, is probably super happy for him and, and what he's achieved here. The build was fantastic. The payoff was, was fantastic. It was magical. Everybody involved in that should be proud of themselves, especially those two men. Credit to Fatu. He, he dished out a beating and took a beating, and he's been an unbelievable, unstoppable champion. But in the words of an individual from the late 80s, early 90s, it's hammer time. You want to edit that out? Was that bad? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely horrible. No, fuck it. I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> but yes, it's to- hammer time. The cliche, uh, cliche the late 80s early 90s at least you didn't say uh the other single yeah what was it like uh uh i love you girl too legit or... to quit. no yeah too legit to quit yeah yeah too legit, too too legit, legit to quit. Quit. <laughs> yeah we'll definitely edit that part out that looked horrible yes please edit that out no i'm gonna keep it in and keep it all in there it is the that'll be a gift tomorrow that'll be a gift right there or jeff whatever the hell you want to call it um but that's it Fightland in a nutshell um just wow man just wow. Uh, you know what? It was everything we needed and more. And the fact, oh, again, it was a gift. Back up. Back up. What? Uh, I'd also like to extend a personal congratulations to friend of the show, friend of Street Talk Wrestling, friend of the MLW Rewind, Alicia Atut, for her new segment, yes, MLW right. Embedded. And, and this is, a, yeah, this is MLW thinking a little bit outside the box and doing something different in that they're talking about wrestling news. Just wrestling news, period. Doesn't matter what promotion, doesn't matter what wrestler. They're just talking about what's what's going on in the industry. And they've got, you know, some notable names there. Dave Meltzer. Uh, you'll forgive me because I'm, I'm not great with names and I forgot. But everybody there is pretty much... Uh, qualified to be there, they know yeah, what they're they got doing. The producer they of um, the producer of oral sessions with Renee Paquette. That's the they gentleman got, I can't recall his a name. Couple, a couple uh, head editors of uh, some great wrestling websites. So, uh, again, I'm bad with they got their well. chops, they got they the got chops, chops. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, they talked a lot about uh, they talked about Kevin Owens' contract being up. They talked a lot about uh, the Forbidden Door. They also made huge announcements of uh, a very big, big star in Japan. Huge, a huge name, uh, Will Ospreay, coming to MLW in November. And um, we actually broke the news before some other credible sources here in Canada. I'm just going to leave it at that. I posted about it first. And uh, at least we were able to watch Fightland and understand the whole concept of what was happening, not just read something off a website to go ahead and talk about it. Shots fired. That's all I'm going to say. 
But um, yeah, we sp- we spoke about it. Uh, we tweeted about it, and yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see how Osprey is going to fit into the MLW mold. I'm excited to see where he's where they're going to place him. Obviously, the few the first feud will be with a big name. I'm thinking right off the bat, they're obviously not going to throw him right at Hammer Fat Two. I honestly believe the best introduction for Osprey to be in the MLW roster, uh, Davy Richards or TJP. I believe that would well, be the first great place to start, or even Matt Cross, because they're uh, all three notable great names. I I was uh, I'm pretty sure TJP actually is part of the United Empire now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's in a so, different universe. That's TJP, a- no, 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 no. TJP is a member of the United Empire as of September, like this year, like recently, oh, I, like it yeah, just happened. I, so I know that, but I'm so, talking no, about no, like- no. But what I'm saying is it's possible that we might see Osprey and TJP as a team rather than as opponents. I don't want due that. to their affiliation. I don't want that because Danny limelight is on, is in team filthy in new Japan, but he's not a member of team filthy and MLW. I believe those are separate universes and I don't want to see them cross. I would like to see TJP take on Will Osprey in an MLW ring. Well, Whatever it's probably the affiliation, happen. probably not, but I can dream. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a wrestling fan. All I'm saying is, is that we don't always have to do that. We can keep certain things separate to certain promotions. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. But like, I I can't, I I can't understate or overstate how big of a deal this is. Like, this is a guy who only due to injury had to vacate the IWGP championship. He was on top of Japan. Okay. He's a guy who for the last three years has just exploded and and done some incredible things in the ring. He's started this faction now, United Empire. They've got a whole host of fantastic wrestlers in there. Like, this is a big freaking deal that Will Ospreay is coming to MLW. Like, huge. Absolutely huge. So, Alicia broke the news. Uh, congratulations to her for being the host on that segment. We know you're going to do fantastic. You're a great human great you're the interview queen and uh you know it's it's great to see mlw doing things differently taking calculated risks i like it i I like the first embedded i'm interested to see what comes from it in the future and uh we hope that we will be featured on it at some point as well that would be very cool but yeah even again i'm not a fan of uh mr meltzer or metzler whatever meltzer whatever you want to meltzer meltzer thank you i'm not a fan personally but uh, you can't That's knock okay. the man. You can't knock the man for being a historian in, 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 when it comes to uh, wrestling knowledge and also breaking wrestling news before there was really a way to break news. So he was the innovator of everything well, that we are today. So He broke the news that, you know, Mabel was going to be the third man, so... Okay. He's also done more than that. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you today? No, well, All that's right. the, that's the famous Melter rib. Was he reported Mabel might be the third man? That that's just that's just the rib that everybody. Yes, I know, I know, and I know. I'm just I'm just joking around. But yes, embedded, and I wasn't uh, I wasn't uh, shying away. I was just saying that was it for Fightland for the match side of stuff. But yes, embedded was great, and it's a great segment. And the fact that they're they're literally breaking down everything about wrestling not just focusing on mlw obviously mlw will definitely be involved in that how can they not be but the simple fact that they're talking about wrestling all over 
the spectrum of wrestling is very cool. Shout out to Alicia. Like Rob said, you're going to do great because you are a great human. You're an amazing person. You're an amazing host and interviewer and uh, an inspiration to a lot of people, especially my little mini host. So yeah. uh, shout out to you and everything you do. And I think that puts this one in the can. We talked a lot about a lot of great stuff. And uh, yeah, don't forget to tune in uh, every week. Follow the socials. Uh, and I'll shout them out quickly before I let Rob shout his out. Uh, Straight Talk Wrestling on the YouTube. That's where you find this. Hit the subscribe button. Also follow us on Podbean, Podbean and all podcast platforms. And of course, Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram. Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook. And at underscore Straight Talk, Straight Talk on Twitter. Rob, your socials. You can catch me on Instagram at the real Uncle Bobby B. That's it. As opposed to all the fake ones. No, you have a Twitter too, Rob. There's, there, yeah, I have a Twitter, but I, I forget it. Like, I, <laughs> there's so much social media. I can't keep up Twitter and tweets and this and that. A hundred. I'm limited in characters. Okay, I can't fine. tell well, people uh, off. Bit of bit of breaking news. It's not a third man bit of breaking news, but it's kind of cool. Straight Talk Wrestling has a Twitter. My daughter and I do a lot of cool videos on there. We've been really big into Sam Cooke songs lately. We just dropped a new one today. So check it out. Give us a like. Father, daughter, you know, TikToks. Dad's a TikToks. I try to dance. I have no rhythm. She does. But it's still pretty funny. So check it out. It yeah, was safe dance. He was like, dance. Well, it was like 1950s dancing. Like how the Temptations used to dance on stage. Just a couple small moves. Nothing. do the safety the dance. No. She doesn't know what the safety dance is. Well, you play it for her. She can dance if she wants to. She can leave your world behind. All right, guys. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Thank you so much for watching. Go ahead. Say goodbye, Rob. And I am Uncle Bobby B. Don't forget to join us next week on the MLW Rewind. Peace!